Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. Boy, if ever a team looked like they needed an all-star break, it's the uh, Denver Nuggets right now who limp home after back-to-back blowout losses at Sacramento and Milwaukee. Michael Malone, this just isn't who we are. Don't overreact. You know, we've lost two games in a row. Don't like the fact that we've lost two in a row. More importantly, how we've lost these two two in a row. Uh, you know, getting blown out in sack, getting blown out in Milwaukee. Um, so we have to all look ourselves in the mirror and find a way to bring the competitive spirit on Wednesday night. You win a championship, you're in the benefit of the doubt for the time being. And th- th- this is, in my opinion, just something that is a tired team that's playing, been playing with a bullseye on their back, and they need a break. They're they're physically and mentally gassed right now, and they need some some time off. And when it gets down to nut cutting time, I absolutely trust this team to be ready to go. Who do, who do they right play now, they, they got Sacramento at home. I'd be shocked if they don't. Play Sacramento tough if they don't come if they don't come to play. Like I'll be shocked if they just mail one in again, like they've done the last two games on the road. I'll be shocked if they don't win going into the All Star. Well, there is also a matter of injuries. If if I'm the Nuggets right now, I shut down Contavious Caldwell Pope and Jamal Murray. Both had to leave yesterday's game because of injuries. What is Pope? What is hamstring? Hamstring. Don't mess with a hamstring. Don't mess with a hamstring. Jamal's got tender tibias. His tibias are tight. Seriously, that's the official injury report that he left the game with tibias. Did they just change shin splints all of a sudden became tibias? So that's what they are, shin splints? I don't know. That, that's a runner's thing, right? <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. Shin splints, you get... Yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> shin splints, is that, that's a running thing, huh? Yeah, a lot of people, the runners will get shin splints. Okay. So, it, I, I don't know. I don't know how they'll play. Uh, in their in their final game because I I wouldn't play Murray or KCP. Shut them down. Just shut them on down. Shut them down. Well, I'm sure that uh, MPJ is going to step up the game and take over. Then, right? Well, that'd be a great opportunity. Second down. Avalanche. Oh, for the road trip. Try again tonight in DC against Washington. Jared Bednar. Uh oh, they That's have it. the dreaded. Great practice. Oh. Now that they're clear on it, then we wanted to make sure we're getting our reps in practice of all the things that we just showed. And I, I like their response. I like the, the input we got from some guys in the meeting. I like the, the, the result of what we saw of things on the ice and the attention to detail and playing as a, as a connected group. All right, Mark, uh, when things aren't going well, how do you feel about the, the whole boy? Good practice. Yeah. Good film session. Well, we had we a good, really yeah. figured some things out. Had a good film session. Some guys said some very poignant things <laughs> like, uh, "Stay low, keep your knees bent." Um, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, that's great. It's great that they got together. It's great that they're on the same page. It's great that they had a good practice. Whatever. Uh, that all that stuff is great. You know, it's the result. What do we do tonight on the ice against the Caps? What do you do? Yeah, it's kind of like the whole, I don't know, it was an old-time baseball manager was once asked, why not, you know, what do you, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of team meetings? 
He goes, I hate him. Why do you hate it? He goes, what if we go out and lose? What are we going to do tomorrow? <laughs> right? <laughs> Great. We just had a team meeting. We we un, un, unleashed all our gripes. What happens if we don't win? What right. do you do next? So, hey, we'll see. You're right. They had the good practice. They feel like they're in a good spot. All right. Go out and prove it tonight against uh, against a Washington team that you hammered here not too long ago. Third down. Well, is there any future for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson still here in Denver? He and I have a great relationship, and I, he wants to be back. Mm-hmm. And so that means something. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, he wants to be back, but at what? Do you want to be back as a backup? Does he want to be back at a quarter of the price? Does he want to be back at, like, I'd like to be back too, fully paid, fully guaranteed. I'd love that. So, like, what are you willing to give up in order to get your wish to be back? What would Russ have to give up in order to convince Sean to bring him back? Oh. Would he have to get, he'd have to completely restructure his deal and it would have to be at what Man, I, I don't even know and be open to the idea of being a, a bridge slash backup yeah so what is that could you get away with 20 a year and say hey we'll give you the two years 20 a piece and that why would he do that when yeah. he can get when he's guaranteed to get 39 this year right yeah there's I just don't know that I just don't know how you make that if you're gonna be a bridge slash potential backup after you you know draft a quarterback then you're talking that's that's a 10 million dollar a year check or 8 million a year there ain't no way he's doing that one two three fourth down on the subject of money Nevada Broke a state record for legally wagered bets on the Super Bowl. Mark, how much money do you think was legally wagered on the game? Legally wagered on the game. Oh, my gosh. Um, That'd be a lot of money. Billions, right? No. No, 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 no. No? $800 million? No, not even close. $185 million was wagered on oh. the game. Sportsbooks, sportsbooks won six point eight million. They came out ahead. Oh, okay. The sportsbooks, Nevada sportsbooks, still have only lost two Super Bowls since nineteen ninety one, where their take was a loss. Only two. Really. Bye. Let that be a reminder. Every time you go to Vegas, you see all those shiny buildings and spheres and all that stuff. Just remember who's paying for that. Yeah, you are. Please bet responsibly. That'll do it for Four Down Territory, our tour around the Denver sports scene. Up next, we've got some uh, Super Bowl leftovers, including our John Elway poll results. And, Mark, i got to ask you, what do you think of the, they're still out there, the conspiracy theories that the NFL is scripted? That's next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? 
Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash storm ready. You're listening to Schlereth and Adams on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Super Bowl is in the books. Any Super Bowl leftovers that you uh, have that you want to share with us that you think maybe got uh, left between the cracks yesterday in the immediate aftermath of the discussion of the game. Our poll results, we ran a, a poll question yesterday on uh, my Twitter uh, feed, X. How does Broncos country feel about John Elway presenting the Lombardi Trophy to the Chiefs? Uh, ran for a few hours. This was over 2,400 votes. Okay. Okay, so a pretty good sample size. I'm going to give you, I'll give you, I'll just take uh, a You want to do the percentages? Uh, yeah. your, your first choice is uh, don't care. How many um, people you said don't care? 54%. Close, 51. 51%, 51% said they do not care that John Elway presented the Lombardi Trophy to the Chiefs. Uh, how much do you think uh, came in at I hate it? Um, 33%. 37%. Okay. And finally, how many left over for he's dead to me? <laughs> oh, gosh, what would that be? That would be 12%. 12%. I so did that fifth. math on the fly. Did you see that, Rogue? Look at Rogue. He's got a smile. She's like, look at my little shaver over there. He's doing math. 51% don't care. 37% I hate it. 12% he's dead to me. So it was actually basically a, a even split between don't care and not happy with it to whatever degree you want to yeah. associate not happy, which doesn't surprise me. You get some, some folks out there who... I get it. You're fans. You grew up idolizing John Elway, and you just just can't be critical of him. That's fine. That, I respect that. that. That's not that. It's not just that. It's a big part of it. I don't. Know. It's a big it's part a big of part. it. I think it's a big part of it. There's a lot of people that just realize it's not a big deal. It's a bad look. Well, then I don't. Uh, want, then I don't want to no. hear anybody make a big deal if a uh, Bronco player or coach doesn't. Make a big deal about the Chiefs or Raiders rivalry, because a lot of people got butt hurt when Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton did not come out and call the Raiders and Chiefs what they are bitter rivals, and we're very upset about it. So if you think that's it's okay, different, though, if, well, how's it different? Because you're celebrating, you're celebrating the Super Bowl, and it's the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 32. Right, that gets, that gets lost in everything that's Is going it really on. The twenty fifth, that would be Super Bowl fifty seven, wouldn't it be? Thirty two to fifty seven. No, it was thirty three. You trying to get me in? Oh, really? That was Super Bowl fifty eight. I know, but what, wouldn't twenty five so years? It would have been, been the, the the second Super Bowl. Super, oh yeah, Super Bowl. You 33. won two. You won two, Mark. I won you three. Won, well, yeah, but you won two back-to-back, 32 and 33. Right. So this was so, the 25-year anniversary of, of 33. Super Bowl 33. Okay. In which John Elway was the MVP. 
but that that was all lost in the. Oh, well, he's the MVP. You're passing it on to the next MVP. But that does, that's not that's it's the quarterback that's club. That's not what the optics scream. The optics don't. Nobody's nobody's placing it in that context. They're placing well, maybe it. They in should what, be placing, they're placing it in, that it in context. what they see is John Elway with a big old smile There's, on his face, handing the right. trophy to the Chiefs, and then standing up there on the podium. Continuing now, to just smile broadly. One Super Bowl MVP from 25 years ago celebrating look, the it's not silver the, anniversary. It's not the end of the world. The it's just kind of cringy. It's cringy. The, the difference it's is cringy. if I'm you're, sorry. Coaching, you're coaching against the Raiders or against Kansas City, yeah, you should be. That's a rival. It's different than celebrating the history of the game. He's celebrating the history of the I game. I saw a quote floating around this uh, after, the, after this went down on Sunday and an, an old quote from Pat Bolin, which said, uh, "No, no, no Bronco fan should ever root for anybody in the division. Yeah, or endorse or or anything. I mean, that's you don't think you don't think John Elway was rooting hard for San Francisco like of the course rest he of was, us? but there he was handing the. It's just it's just. And I was talking to a buddy of mine in Kansas City, old college friend of mine that I've known forever. Oh, what, what are you doing? Have fr- you have friends in Kansas City? He's not from Kansas City. He lives in Kansas City, though? Kansas you have City. to excommunicate him. Why? Come on, Why, It's Mike. a bad look, Mike. He's it's not, like handing the Super Bowl trophy he, over to Mahomes. He's not a Chiefs fan. Oh, my gosh. Did he's you hear this? Fan. Rogue, did you hear that? He, he's got friends in Kansas City. Anybody who goes to Kansas City, they automatically are dead to me. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, he, so said, you're talking to your he, said, he said they were loving it. Loving it. They, they Move this man! took extra joy. They literally took time. Like, the station he was listening to yesterday, they... they they took time out of the entire celebration to say how sweet it was that Elway was the one that handed the trophy. Yeah. Cherry on top, I think he, they refer to it as. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! Hey, real quick, what do you think of the uh, whole... Because uh, the, the other thing making the rounds is the whole... And this is something we've been hearing all season long, that the NFL is scripted. Oh, yeah. Even Sean McManus, the uh, what is he, the president of CBS, mm-hmm. came out and said uh, the script calls for the game to go double overtime. Yeah, actually, it almost did go double overtime. Mm-hmm. So, what would be your message to? I mean, I heard from one today said, "Oh, it's clearly scripted. They wanted uh, Taylor Swift and the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and that." is uh, proved by all the holding calls that the uh, Chiefs got away with in the fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah, I don't... I think all that is bogus and garbage and whatever. Like, that's sour grapes. My team didn't win. The other team cheated. Boo-hoo. You know. Ridiculous. Although there was... Did you... Did you I, real quick, I gotta, I gotta mention it. Did you see the, the screw-up in the downs on the final... No. Drive, the, the one that tied it at nineteen nineteen. So I'm looking at the official play sheet. So the uh, the Chiefs converted a first a first down at their, at midfield with um, a minute 14 left. Okay? Uh-huh. So they have first and 10 at the 37. 12-yard pass to Noah Gray. So it's another um, first, down. first and 10, right? Right. But then the uh, next play on the play sheet had him at second and one. I think there was a penalty. Was there a penalty in there that they did not? I, I don't know. It's just it, it doesn't add up on the official play sheet I'm looking at. They went from a first and 10 at the Kansas City 37. They got a 12-yard gain. And then the next one was a um, 
second and one. Hmm. I thought they I thought they spotted that funny and it was they didn't give him the first down on that no gray thing. Oh, they gave him a nine yard gain? Yeah, they gave him a nine yard gain. Even though the official play looked, sheet says it was a twelve yard gain. Yeah, it looked like a okay. tw- it looked like a big game. Well but that, I think that makes up, sense. Yeah, they ended up okay. giving him a nine yard okay. game. If I remember correctly. Okay. Cause they were going, Oh, I thought that was a first down on the broadcast the cast crew, Jim and Tony. Oh, oh yeah, this is not a first down. <laughs> What's trending coming up next? Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Top night for the Nuggets. I guess you decide as a fan how much stock you want to put in back-to-back blowout losses right before the All-Star break. But uh, Michael Malone... Had uh, had this to say. I thought our guys played hard. We can definitely play harder. Um, but yeah, tough tough way to finish up. You know, getting our butts kicked in sack, getting our butts kicked tonight. And uh, as I told our players just now, we got one game to go before the break. And uh, I did not want to go into the break with a three game losing streak. All right, what do you take yeah. out of this? Uh, these last two performances. Well, I mean, I just think it's a team that coasted on the road for two games. Michael Malone's going to come in there and, uh, you know, put some panties in a wad. They're going to come out and play great tonight or play hard tonight or tomorrow night. I guess it's Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah, the Avs play tonight. So, yeah, I, that, I'm, that's, I'm fully expecting them to be play hard to get a win and they go into the break feeling a little bit better about kind of where they sit after, you know, back-to-back losses. Yeah, this is this is the plight of being a champion. Get everybody's best shot. Everybody's up for you. You're never going to match. I mean, you can't play 82 games on adrenaline. So you had the big adrenaline boost because of the the L.A. thing, right? And the Kobe unveiling of the statue and all that. That took energy. And frankly, they just have not been able to kind of match that energy. You'll see it. You'll see it on Wednesday night, I believe. Nothing to see here. Yeah, no. No red flags whatsoever. No, this is not... I mean, this is completely different than what we got going on with the Avalanche because there is something to see with the Avalanche. This well, is scary. Well, let's uh, let's get to that. As uh, Kale McCarr says in trying to explain away this four-game losing streak, O for the road trip, uh, there are a lot of issues, but hard work is not one of them. It's challenging. I mean, um, there's no doubt guys are working here. I don't think that's, um, that's the issue. Guys want to work, and it's just maybe sometimes not working in the right areas. And um, whether it's, yeah, just, just overworking in certain areas or, or whatnot. But, um, again, we got a lot of good individuals here and, and that are able to identify the strengths and weaknesses in their game. It's just going to take a couple days here, hopefully, reconnect with themselves and then we push forward. So if hard work is not the issue, what is it? Um, If a team is working hard yeah, it's but old, not getting the results, yeah. then what, what's going on? Well, it's the classic we got to work smarter, not harder. We're working hard. We got we to gotta play smart. And the other thing I think is you got to match teams. You know as well as I do what teams try to do to the to halves. They try to basically slow down the pace of the game. They try to get you into a, you know, into slush, if you will. Make the middle of the ice slushy 
and try to slow you down, get you frustrated. And to me, those are those games where you're like, oh, you want to you wanna go fist the cups? That's what I always thought about the Avs when they won the cup. The year they won the cup a couple years ago, it was like when it got down and dirty, the Avs became the aggressor. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that like took the fight to people. And I think they're, you know, I, that's one of those things that I think they need to embrace that aspect or that style of hockey because you're going to get it all the time. Well, when it's a, f- a free-flowing, wide-open game, it, it's just that, right? But when you hear Jared Bednar focus on the idea that we got to be better with the details, yeah, when you get into those games that are being played in the muck and it's it's tighter, there isn't as much room. Well, guess what? That's when the details matter. That's when positioning matters. Sure. That's when... Um, you know, helping out on defense a certain way matters. It 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 all boils down to the details. And the message that I've been hearing from Jared Bednar consistently over the last couple of weeks is that we are just not, Devontae's has also talked about that, we're just not tight enough when it comes to the detail-oriented part of our game. They said they had a really good film and practice session yesterday before they flew to D.C., so we'll see if they apply it out on the ice uh, coming up tonight. Dunkin' Donuts tracksuits worn by Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, and Matt Damon in the Dunkin' commercial during the Super Bowl sold out. All of their new tracksuits sold out in 19 minutes after going on sale. It is the fastest collection to sell out in Dunkin' history. How many tracksuits do they make? Well, just whatever merch that Duncan has had in the past, it's never sold like this. The tracksuits, the bucket hats, everything. Yeah. Those so, tracksuits, the suits were sharp, right? So if you want, well, apparently people ran out to buy them. And Duncan says they'll restock in case you want one. You'd look great in one of those. Oh, yeah. You know, next time you see Brady, yeah, be wearing me. one. Look at Tom. Look Brady. at what I'm wearing. Oh, this old thing, Tom? I've had this for years. <laughs> Finally, did you did you follow while everything was going on with the Super Bowl the um, zoo that was the Phoenix Open? No. So the Phoenix Open, which by the way, advertises and prides itself on being unlike any other PGA tour stop, mm-hmm. that it is a party. And Don't be surprised when you sell it that way, advertise it, promote it that way, and the booze is flowing for people to act like idiots. Uh And it got nuts. I mean, you had drunks all over the place. You had people uh, passing out. You had people running out onto the course and doing snow angels in the bunkers. Uh, You had the players snapping at the fans. I mean, it was a zoo. So much so that over the weekend they had to shut off uh, alcohol sales. So who's at fault? Uh, the tournament for promoting and being shocked that people acted that way? Or for the fans themselves for acting so irresponsible? Well, I mean, dude, you still have to be responsible for your own. Like part, of the, part of it is, you know, our, our societal need to be Instagram famous. Right? How can I do something that's just absolutely stupid and become famous on, you know, I got a I got a million views on some stupid video I did. 
Like people get off on all that stuff. You should, you hey, you can go have a good time, have some drinks, cheer some people on, you know, cuddle up with your buddies and whatnot. But you don't have to go over the top stupid. And that's no cap. That's what uh, is uh, what is trending. Uh, bringing that to you each and every morning at seven thirty. We'll have another. What's trending coming at 9.30 with uh, more stories. Up next, though, Teller Strader Tuesday. Ooh. So Mark had a look, uh, an assignment to uh, start taking a look. With Last week, it was J.J. McCarthy. You took a look at J.J. McCarthy. This week, you see what the film says about Bo Nix. Bo Nix going to throw the football and run around. That's next. It's Teller Strader Tuesday. John Elwood, that was a bootleg pass. We talked about the frost. And remember I said how they run those crosses on you? They run those crosses, and you jump up on those crosses, and they get that post in behind you. Steve takes you into the classroom using the exclusive game film only the Broncos coaches have access to. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley. Here's Slareth and Evans with Tellus Greater Tuesday. Here we go, Mark taking a look at the film, and now that we are into the evaluation of all the quarterbacks that the Broncos could be interested in. Last week, you took a look at Michigan's J.J. McCarthy. Came away impressed. Yeah, yeah. What about Auburn and then Oregon quarterback Bo Nix? Yeah, before I do that, though, Mike, I've just it's really been bothering me, this whole Joe Montana commercial. Okay, what, what what's bothering you? Well, I mean, he's got this no pneumonia Dot com. Yes, he spells out no yeah. and K N O W. Well, right. that's what's bothering me. Why? Because I can spell no. I mean, there's two choices. There's right. N O or K N O W. And he laid out which one it is. Yeah. Just go to K N O W pneumonia dot com. I couldn't spell pneumonia if my life depended on it. There's just there's zero chance. Uh huh. Tell you what, that's I, true. You, that's true. You give me spot me the no. I'll yeah. figure that one out. Right. Why don't you give me the letters on pneumonia? That would help me out. You guys know how to spell pneumonia? Huh? Either one of you? Huh? I can take a crack at it. Go ahead. Okay, take, take a shot. Crack Is there a P in it? Yeah. It yeah. Yes. yeah, it starts yes. with a P. All right, good. P-N-E-P-N-E-U. Ro, you want to jump in there? You want to take a crack at it? Mike is good at spelling. P-H. P-H, no P-H. Oh, what? Nope. Yeah. Is it? Does it start with P? Yes, yes. I'll spot you <laughs> guys the P. Yep. P-N-U. Is it P-N-U? No. P-N-E-U. Yep. M-O-N-I-A. There you go. God. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. Gee, Rogue, I would think with all that extra sleep you got this uh, morning that you've been sharper. You're sharper in your spelling. <laughs> yeah, I got no chance of spelling pneumonia. Zero. Really? Oh, yeah. There's no way. All right, sorry. Uh, well, well as I, somebody that was once became very close to being a New Hampshire State spelling bee champion growing up, I uh-huh. um, take my spelling seriously. So, well, you do. You I do. do. I do. You are a uh, wordsmith. Yes. So, slightly less a wordsmith since I you started have working gotten with me. Dumber with you. Yes. Yes. Not as smart as I was when I used to work with Clough. Yeah. You're welcome. I was at my my. You're zen- I was at my zenith. Zen. Then. Yeah. But now you're much more down to earth. Yes, it's much more lower common denominator. Yes, working exactly. with uh, working exactly. with you. Uh, so tell us, Trader uh, Tuesday, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. us about Bo Nix. You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I really like 
about Bo Nix, and there's some obvious concerns. And one of the concerns I have is there's no pro-style nature to what they do in Oregon. It is a completely spread offense. And so most of his throws, Mike, are not reading out progressions. Most of his throws are 100% pick it out before the play starts. You never turn your head. You never you, you never eyeball a safety. You never, like there's very rarely do you ever manipulate the defense. You pick one guy because you're always three by two empty or three by one empty or two by two with a single back. You pick one dude based upon the single high look you get that you think is your best matchup and you throw it to that guy. And it is, now he throws it. He's got, there's no question he's got arm talent. There's no question he's got great touch on the deep ball. He's got all that stuff. And making and manipulating the pocket, moving around and making throws, he's really good at that as well. But there's no National Football League nuance. And the issue that you get into with guys like that coming out of the college game is those guys don't throw it in the middle of the football field. Very rarely does anything happen in the middle of the football field. The the college game is outside, kind of outside the hashes. And the reason that's important is you think about how you transition. Like, to me, I need a quarterback that transitions the best. C.J. Stroud transitioned the best, right? When you start when you start parsing it out and you're saying who's going to transition to the NFL game better than anybody else, you would say, well, McCarthy because he played in an NFL-style offense in the college game because that's what Jim Harbaugh runs. But nobody else runs that. And so I can't tell you how many times you get one-on-one on the slot or one-on-one on the outside and he reads it. His head never manipulates the safety. He never drops back looking in the middle of the football field. And so one of the ways it was explained to me, just from a college football standpoint, and this comes from King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury said the college game is about my four wide receivers being better than your DBs. And it's all outside the numbers. So it's space. So think about the way a college football field is created. The hash marks are about 11 point, I think it's about, um, gosh, what was the difference? It, it's it's like it's about four yards, isn't it? Well, it's it's. On the I think it's. I think it's. I think it was bigger than. I think it's almost eleven yards wider. Oh, that much is it? Eleven yards or eleven point eleven feet six inches. Um, the point it, is, the, is that the point, they're the, spread out okay, more. The, the point is, is I, it's eleven point six feet. If you're on, like, if you're on the far hash. So your ball lines up on the far hash. Mm-hmm. You've got 11, point, 11, almost 12 feet more real estate. So 12 feet more real estate is about four yards. So when you get in a two-by-two two formation or a three-by-one, you've got an extra four yards of real estate that guys, and they can't cover it. Yeah. Like, And so it spreads it out. You, you get more space, and it spreads it out in the passing game. Well, the NFL all of a sudden it gets condensed because those hash marks are so much tighter, you don't get that kind of space. So you're minus four yards right off the bat. And what I'm telling you is there's not – a lot of pro style. There's not a lot of let's read through a progression. Let's let's run. 
you know, let's run a pick curl. Let's run a flood route where we're running, you know, a go, a seven, and a flat. Let's, like, the the route combinations are not the same. They're one-on-one. It's like individualized routes. And pick the guy that is your best matchup and throw it to that guy. Single read, individualized routes. You you brought this up before about the difference in the college field versus the NFL field and the hash marks. Uh-huh. And you just eloquently define why that makes a difference. That makes no sense to me. Because if football is king, if the NFL and college are both king, and the guys in college are trying so hard to get to the pros, and the pros are looking at the college players as a free feeder system, uh, why aren't they playing on the same kind of field? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, know. I mean, it, what, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't it make evaluations a lot easier? Wouldn't it make it easier for quarterbacks in college to show that they're ready for the pros? And would oh, yeah. it be easier for the pros to look at the college quarterbacks sure. and say they're ready for the pros? Yeah, it would be a lot. It would it'd make a ton of difference. Hmm. So it's just really like in the NFL, you'll run a front side combination. And a lot of times, like if you have a three by one combination, you put your X on the back side of the formation, you have an X individual route. Meaning you'll say, hey, let's, let's a keyword for a three man route. If you're in a three by one formation, you know, you can name it whatever you want. You know, I mean, Andy Reid always has this wasp or this. You know, corn dog or you know corn dog this year. Yeah, corn dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could you know, like viper or buffalo or you know whatever the word, whatever the code word of the route combination is, right? And on the back it goes X go, X slant, X comeback. So you're getting an X individual route in the college game. Everything's an individual route. I mean, they may call it barn, you know, when it may be all goes or whatever, but like. It's just a different. It's a different style of football. So, like from a, a tangible skill set, he certainly's got the tangible skills to throw it, throw it on time, to throw it accurately, to pick out the his matchup and get it to that guy. But it's not how the NFL works necessarily. So, not pro ready, not as pro ready as you think. JJ McCarthy is. He's played a lot more football. Yeah, a lot more football, but it's it's not. It doesn't translate as well as what McCarthy played in Michigan, what Bo played in Oregon does not translate as well. So simply put, if J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix are both on the board at at 12, you would prefer McCarthy over Nix? I would probably, yes. I would probably prefer a guy that's been in that offense that Even though he's had less reps, college reps, right, a lot less college reps. Yeah, that's a hard than Bo Nix. That's a hard. It's a hard value. You know, I mean, it's it's you know the Carolina Panthers. We love Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, who played like there's still spread, but there's still some NFL principles in the Big Ten. You know, with Ohio State and Michigan, where there just really wasn't in Alabama as much. Okay, good. Good Telestrator Tuesday. We'll keep it going with uh, more evaluations of the college quarterbacks as well as some of the free agent quarterbacks as well as the possibility of quarterbacks that could be out there in trade. So we'll uh, we'll do all of that as we move along throughout this uh, offseason. But good Telestrator Tuesday there from uh, Mark. Time to hit the hardwood. Brought to you by Papa Murphy's. The Nuggets losing last night in Milwaukee, 112-95. This blowout loss... Coming on the heels of the blowout loss to Sacramento, 
They have one game left before the All-Star break tomorrow night at home. The story of yesterday's game, besides being a no-show, injuries in the backcourt. Jamal Murray and Catavius Caldwell-Pope combined to play only 27 minutes. KCP left nine minutes of action. He left with a, a hamstring. Uh, Jamal left after 18 minutes with what is being uh, medically defined as uh, sore tibias. I guess shin splints, basically. Tibia. The old tibia. Do you shut him down for the All-Star break? Or do you try to get him out there for, you know, one more game so that you can feel better about yourself going into the uh, well, All-Star d- break? It depends on how real it is. Are his tibias really sore? Are they kind of sore? Did he, you know, cruise through his hotel room at the Four Seasons and smash one of his tibias up against the... <laughs> have you ever done that in the dark? Oh, my gosh, does that hurt. Right? Oh, yeah. What hurts more? The smashed shin... Or the stub toe in the right. middle of the night. What hurts more? I think the stub toe, but I've done both in the middle of the night in a hotel room because you're not familiar necessarily with those surroundings. Right. And sometimes they put those annoying things at the end of the bed, like the little stool at the end of the bed. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. End of the bed stool. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. They probably have a name. It's probably like what is it? It's probably not end of the bed stool. I know. What is that? Like, is it a duvet? I don't know what it is. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. A duvet is a, like a... a, a the duvet is a couch. A chase? Chase? A chase? I don't know. I don't know either. But you're right. Yeah. It's pesky. I, yeah. It's unnecessary. I've gotten to the point. I've gotten to the point where I just shuffle. <laughs> very small. It's like you're walking on ice. Yeah. Like just very, really slow, Yeah, exactly. Just choppy steps. Really no, short, Not choppy even choppy. Then no, my feet short. never leave. Just, it's like a... a it's like a fat lady with nylon, like the, like, and what, what do you call those things? Pantyhose. Right? It's just scraping my feet. And then I'm electric. Then yeah, I'm charged. Right. Then you go to turn on the light switch. It's like, ah! No, I, I don't turn on the light switch. I, I, I have, uh, I, I like have, a, like extraterrestrial power type of, <laughs> I pee in the dark. Oh, jeez. What's the hotel room if I miss a little bit? I can gonna... only imagine what the uh, surrounding linoleum looks like. Right. Um, so, so anyhow, <laughs> I don't, it's not, it's tile. Tile. Or marble. Oh, uh, the, the places me. I stay at. Excuse me. So, I don't stay in places and then, that and have then when marble I, floors. Then when I get back, I'm like, <laughs> back to the bed, <laughs> and I like get laid down. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I get shocked. So that's what happens to so me. So if you, if you sit, Jamal and KCP, uh-huh. you're you're basically talking about. Um, I mean, you're talking about two extra days of uh, added rest on top. So instead of playing tomorrow night and then being off until February 22nd, shut them down. Uh, they're off now until February 22nd. I, I I just shut them down. Just shut them down. I have. You're playing for something so much bigger down yeah. the road. Oh, a duvet is a cover for a comforter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So what's the little what's the little bench? Davino is the couch. Davino. That's what my mother-in-law used to say. Davino, Davino or Davenport. Either or. I think okay. Davenport or Davino. I don't know what is it called. Come on, we we see them all. You see them. Well, I, maybe I don't know. It depends on what kind of again what kind of hotel you stay in mm-hmm. that has a nice little 
bench or something at the foot of the bed. What's, right. What is that called? I don't know. Help I us. I got this. A shin splints on the text line. Ramoslaw.com. Shin splints are no joke. They can be debilitating. <laughs> Oh, you are one tough SOP. I'll tell you that right now. Got balls, man. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Tyster. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Debilitating. 